Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, you can put your finger there and also go to Acts chapter 2. I want to share a couple of verses of Scripture with you that sort of um, form the basis of what we do by way of uh, life groups in our church. We have 15 life groups this semester, two on Sunday morning, two on Tuesday night, two new groups on Tuesday night, and... Um, uh, three on Wednesday night, and then the rest of the life groups are on uh, Sunday night. Well, no, we have a Monday night group as well, our ladies group, uh, ladies only group on Monday night. So we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, this semester. And then our men's group isn't uh, on the schedule regularly. However, the guys have been chomping at the bit for more than one Monday night a month, so we're going to start uh, two Monday nights a month this January. But I want to share some scripture verses with you that form the basis. Go to 1 Thessalonians 2 first at the end of verse 7. I'm reading from the NIV, and it says, Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Now listen to this. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Now, when the Apostle Paul was planning these churches, They didn't just meet together for an hour and 15 minutes down by the creek on the Lord's Day. Uh, They they met together more often. He said we shared our entire lives together. Now, let's face it, the fellowship would be a whole lot more intense if you realized that between this Lord's Day and the next, some of your brothers and sisters aren't going to make it back. They're going to be persecuted to death this week between Lord's Days. Let's face it, if that was true for us in our country, in our culture, in our community, we, we would certainly be a whole lot more diligent with our church attendance because we might miss somebody that would be persecuted to death that week. He said, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And then go over to Acts chapter 2. This is more familiar with, uh, to you, of course, Acts chapter 2. We'll start in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, and notice the results. Notice what it produced praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Familiar passages of Scripture. I want to share with you before these testimonies what forms the basis and why we do life groups uh, at the church at Bushland. First of all, we do them because it, it allows us to prepare together. Prepare together. We prepare what we need by way of wisdom and counsel and principles for living. We prepare every week in the Word in our life groups. 
Sometimes the word takes up a huge chunk of the life group session, sometimes a smaller amount of time. But we're always in the word preparing for life together. We prepare together. If you're taking notes, there's five Ps. I know that you'll be impressed with my seminary education once again. The second one is we play together. We play together in our, uh, in our groups. That's especially, well, that's true of all of these groups. We got a new one. I'm, I'm certain we'll probably play together as well. Will Miller and Glenn Sparks, I mentioned this a lot. They wrote a book called Refrigerator Rights. Did you know if you have 400 friends on Facebook, but you're not involved in a small group where you're living life together week in and week out, you are not living the life as a Christian that God has intended for you. I, I believe that. Say you're using hyperbole there. You're exaggerating the truth to, to, to tell the truth. I don't think that I am. I think that God intends for you to have deep relationships. You can get on Facebook and get 200 likes on a picture, but if you need something in the middle of the night, can you call 20 people who will be at your doorstep? And unfortunately, in a church, a church our size, it, for some folks, for many folks, it's, it's not true. We play together. We have refrigerator rights. People in our life groups can walk through our garage and kick off their shoes and get in our fridge and then let us know in a little while that they're in our house, okay? That happens with your real family, doesn't it? Doesn't it? We want that to happen in our church family. It happens through our life groups. Third, we pray together. I know that's a shocker, but we pray together. Chappie leads one of our life groups. He's told me about times where they've gotten together and he's got this great study prepared and they just end up sharing and praying together for for their hour, hour and a half together in their life group. We pray together. If you want to get prayed for and prayed on and prayed with, it happens more, more dynamically, more, more, more deeply in a life group. Sure, we'll pray for you here. We'll pray for you down front. We do that. We pray after church. The other night, there were some folks praying after the night of praise. We're going to pray for you. This is a house of prayer. But if you want detailed in your business kind of prayer, it happens in our life groups. Fourth, we praise together. We praise together. The classic theological commentary, Jerry Maguire, that movie with Tom Cruise. I don't know if you've seen that. If you're my age, you probably have. Later on in the movie, Tom is hugging, you know, Cuba Gooding, that client that stuck with him. And, and another sports agent and his client, the, 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 the athlete, looks at Jerry Maguire and Cuba Gooding Jr., and they're hugging and he says to his sports agent, why don't we hug like that? Why don't we hug like that? And they go into an embrace, and it's all fake. Let me tell you something. Because of how we praise together after praying and preparing and, and, and playing together, uh, we have real hugs and real life and real love happens in our life groups. And then last is this. We, we as a result of our life group ministry, we produce, we produce dynamic change in, in wives and husbands and in couples and in families. We produce the things of God in our church. Every believer in this body, from the youngest to the oldest, is important. Whether you come, you know, for Christmas and Easter or you're involved in leadership or you're involved in a life group, everybody is important. But i got to tell you something. More production for the glory of God comes out of our life groups by life change and by involvement in the church than if we just show up week in and week out. So, made the sales pitch, the five Ps. Now we're going to give you the testimony to show that this is true and not just some paper that I wrote a long time ago, all right? I want to start with Brian Mullins. Brian leads the life group on Sunday. Now, stand up here with me, buddy. Brian leads the life group on Sunday night out, the, out at the Watson's house. 
And um, I got to tell you, the main reason I asked Brian to step in was to tell me why. So a few weeks ago, a week or two ago, uh, the Lord put somebody on my heart about helping uh, John and Blakeney Riley start a Tuesday Night Life group to help share the teaching burden, the leading burden. They're going to host in their home. But just, just, just to, to double the efforts there. And I reached out to this couple and said, hey, would you guys pray about it? And they said, yes, we'll pray about it, but the answer is probably no. All right. And they're out of town today or I'd have them standing here. And the guy said to me, the reason the answer is probably no, but we'll pray about it is we don't think we can step away from the relationships relationships in the life group that we formed over the last two years. And I want to know why he told me that. It's all your fault. It is. <laughs> it's not my fault for sure. Um, well, I'll tell you a little bit about Kira and I first. So we don't have any family here locally. We don't have anybody within a day's drive that's family. And uh, our life group has really become family for us. It's a place that we can share joy, sorrow, our successes, our failures, and get wrapped in love. And um, we can just take praises to God through that. And uh, with that life group, you know, it's, we, we celebrate Christmas together. We celebrate Thanksgiving together. It's, it's just a place that we can feel appreciated, loved, connected. And, you know, when, whenever you have those connections and feel safe in those places, it's a, it's a place that um, God can work through. And we really have seen that in our group. You know, we have, we have people in our group that do not come to church here. And it's just really cool that it's an opportunity for us to outreach and um, bring others into Christ's kingdom. And he talked about uh, well, something about the depth of sharing that you guys have. There's just, there's no walls in your discussions, whether it's over the Bible or just life in general. Is, is that true? I, w- I would say definitely so. We, we, it's, it's incredible what um, the depth of knowledge in, in our group, the, the study that is there, um, the word that's getting prepared and um, just shared through each other. And, you know, the, that wisdom that comes from the different people in our group that we get to actually be a, be a part of, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Biblical morons are welcome too, though? Yes. Okay, awesome. Awesome. They're open to everybody. Stacy Nathan, stand up here. Stacy Nathan, they host a life group on Wednesday night, and unfortunately, we didn't have any place else for Sean Clifton to go, so he leads the life group at their house on Wednesday nights, um, and their life group has is sealed off. They can't have any more new people because they're so stuffed. Although Stacy shared with me this morning that you're you're you you might knock out a wall and turn your living room into a ballroom, like a like a motel ballroom, so that we can double your life group size if we have to. All right, so I want you to tell me, you guys have been hosting this. You got a lot of young families with a lot of little bitty kids. Like our church is growing 10% a year because of the reproductive cycles of your, of your group. I mean, you guys, are, you guys are getting pregnancies, healthy pregnancies, babies. Melissa's ministry is going to double just because of your life group. But, so you got all these young couples. Most of them are dual income. Mom works, dad works. Most of them have multiple kids. How do you guys, week in and week out, you think, how do you have consistently the highest attendance percentage? What, what's going on in there in spite of Sean Clifton? And it's not just Lisa who's balancing him out. What's going on in your group that makes these young mothers and fathers hustle home, get their kids fed, and up here for preschool and children's ministries and get back to your house and engage week in and week out. How, how, tell me how that's happening. I 
think it's just mainly the relationships we've formed. I mean, kind of like Brian said, our group has become a family, and Mark's going to attest to that in a minute <laughs> when she's ready. Um, but we just, we love each other, and nobody wants to miss. Yeah. Well, and, and practically, how do you think they, what causes them to do it day in and, or week in and week out? Because I know, I remember our kids are grown, but I remember when our kids were little, it seemed like it was just, a really big deal to get the kids going. How do you think the consistency steps up? What do you think's going on there? Well, we kind of have a routine every week. We eat, We, I mean, we have food because most parents, you know, when they do get off work, they've got to go get kids, grab the kids something to eat real quick, bring them to church, and by the time they get back home and get kids to bed, they'd be eating dinner at 9 o'clock. So, you know, we rotate, you know, bringing food or ordering pizza or whatever it is, and we just kind of have our routine every week, and that's... yeah. Good. So the practical side is covered and off the table. Now, let me ask you this, Nathan. How Obviously, women tend to be a little bit more committed to the things of the Lord and the church and stuff. How has your guys' attendance remained as strong as it has? Because I, I look at the, the list that Sean sends in each week to Tammy and I, and it's, I mean, there's, sometimes there's some ladies by themselves if guys are out of town or just get caught late. But your, your, your husband's and, and the dude's attendance is really high in your group, too. How, how do you think you guys have gotten that commitment level up, up like that? I don't know. I, <clears throat> I look at it. We're all kind of young Christians. Okay. Um, still learning, still trying to figure everything out in life. And um, just each week, it kind of softens you a little bit more, a little bit more. And, you know, we just became like brothers. And, I mean, you yeah, get to yeah. talk about stuff that you've, you don't talk about with guys at work. Okay. You know, I mean, you get to uh, talk family, talk life, just talk yeah. – I mean, just be real with each other, and yeah. it's just something that we've all kind of grown together and just, yeah. I mean, like I said, became brothers, and yeah. I mean, none of us want to miss, and, you know, it helps you through the week as far as a guy. A lot of us put up with either employees or working with a hostile environment, kind yeah. of, and, you know, if you just, every Sunday, I mean, by midweek, your mind's not right, you're okay. getting frustrated, and uh, just with Wednesday night, it just helps, or, yeah, with Wednesday night, it just helps your mind and helps you kind of get through the week. Good. It just, I don't know, it just... Yeah. The women keep us lined out on group me. I think yeah. that's the best yeah. thing, Good you know, and then it just, I mean, we're just all committed to it. Yeah, awesome. And that took a little time with the guys, didn't it? They, it took a little time for them to let their guard down, would you say? Yeah, it, <clears throat> it took quite a bit of time, I guess. I mean, it took a lot of time for me. Yeah, um, okay. It's something that I definitely wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. You know, I think Jeff knew that, so he set it up and put it at my house. Yeah, good. You know? So you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome. So he okay. made me dedicated. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but as far as guys, I mean, it is, it's very tough for a guy to let loose and get free to be able to talk and, you know, have emotions in front of other guys. And yeah, sure. Yeah. That's good stuff. Good. Thanks, you guys. So, so Marsh is in, in um, the Clifton and Bixel group, and, and, and she's, she's going to share for a few minutes. I've asked her to share. She's been through some stuff um, over the last year. And just kind of what was it about her group that kept them plugged in even when they moved 30 minutes away? And then, Marsh, how has your group ministered to you during your, this season you've been through medically? And tell us whatever's on your heart. Okay. So we, um, we were in the group from the very beginning. Um, my husband actually works out of town a lot. So I pretty much end up coming the majority of time by myself, if he can catch a flight in, I mean, he's caught a flight in and been to life group. I mean, him attending life group is just as important, but his job takes him away too. Um, but 
when we first joined, I was pregnant with my second, um, and then had him in July, was baptized at nine months pregnant, um, and like Nathan said, we're all just kind of baby Christians that are learning together. Um, then we ended up moving to Canyon, and um, we decided before we even bought the house or, or left Bushland that this is our church home, and that's our life group, and we're going to make it a priority. And it's not, I mean, it's not easy to, it, we come to early service, and, you know, it's not easy with two kids, but it's worth it. Um, medically, uh, I had a surgery, I had my gallbladder taken out um, in March, and since then, I started getting really, really sick, and we didn't understand why, um, and, you know, being at Life Group and stuff, it was always, you know, a prayer and, you know, people checking in on me and everything. Um, come to find out this last September, um, I was diagnosed with a disease called gastroparesis, so my stomach is completely paralyzed, and um, that left me unable to eat or drink anything, um, and through that, I mean, obviously, a mom at home by herself with two kids that is ill a lot <laughs> isn't very easy, but we constantly had people from life group to fall back on, and I'm not the type of person that asks for help from people or really accepts help very well, um, but it wasn't an option um, through, through the group. People just showed up. Um, I ended up having a brand new surgery. I was the first one um, in North Texas and in Dallas to have this new surgery done in December. And our kids were taken care of by people from Life Group and through doctor's appointments. And we were constantly prayed over through the church and through Life Group and um, my husband, I left my phone in my seat, but I screenshotted it, had sent out a message to the life group after my surgery um, in Dallas that he has never felt more prayer. Um, we've, we've been raised in Christian environment and everything, but it's totally different when you can feel the prayers. Um, there's been, sorry, there's been plenty of times that um, through this that we have struggled with our faith, but we have been constantly surrounded by people with big, big faith. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. So 1 Thessalonians 2.8, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Did you catch that a little bit so far, but definitely right then, right? Blakeney and John Riley stand here. They're, they were, were in Sean's life group, and he ran them off. And so they, um, sorry, that's the, that's the common theme here, buddy. Um, no, they were in this great life group. You just heard a testimony there. But God moved in their heart to start a, a new life group, um, and our church, our, the fastest growing demographic of our church 
is, is young couples, and the second fastest is actually in Dave's class. They're meeting right now during the service. But, but um, I've asked them to share why in the midst of a great group, what, what happened that led them to want to host and team teach to launch this Tuesday Night Life group? How did this come about? Well, Jeff's always talking about being obedient um, when you want to and when you don't want to. Um, and it's really some, because on the other side of that, there's always blessing. And so really for a long time, since last spring, um, it's kind of been pulling a little bit um, that we should um, step out from our super awesome, wonderful group that we're really struggling to leave. Um, <laughs> but um, to be faithful because other people need to experience that. Um, and then when Jeff did the um, Loving One Another series um, and knowing that we were praying for people who hadn't even been in church to even be at church. It just became abundantly clear one Sunday as he's talking about that and how iron sharpens iron. And I'm sitting on a row with people that we've been praying to even get to church and they were sitting at church that we would be foolish to keep saying no okay. to them. Yeah, awesome. And, and John, she's the talkative one, but you're the man of the house and the spiritual leader. How, how did the commitment get to the point where together as a couple, you guys are ready to launch this in your home? Well, independently, um, it's been pulling on my heart for a long okay. time to do something more marriage-based. Okay. Okay. And we've talked about it. We went to the marriage retreat and yep. everything, and that was the deciding factor. That was the straw that broke um, that just said, you know what, we need to do something. And on the way home, we talked about it, and we're like, you know, we've struggled, of course. I mean, you know, Nathan and Stacy, um, uh, Sean and Lisa and, and uh, Justin and uh, Shanna, I mean, we love them so much. We love the whole group, but um, it was time for us to, to move. Okay. And so um, even though I am the introvert of the group, um, it was between me and Blakeney, we were like, okay, this is, this is something that has to happen. We need to obey. Awesome. You know, it keeps talking to me in my heart and, and silently in my prayer studies that, look, you got to get off the, the stadium seat and get up there and do yeah. something. Awesome. That's good. Thanks. And you guys are committed. That's, that's great. Thank you. Tuesday nights, 7 o'clock, excuse me, 6 o'clock at their house. Danette and I are going to help uh, launch this and just kind of coach and, and uh, help launch this group on Tuesday nights. It's going to be a variety of ages. Um, a lot, lot of room for young adults right there uh, in John and Blakeney Riley's group. Thank you, guys. All right, so Colwell's, <laughs> Nathan and Brandy Colwell, they, they've led a group from the very beginning on Tuesday nights, excuse me, Wednesday nights, from six to eight, and, and they're young families. But what I want to know specifically from you guys, so you guys had like 34 in attendance just, just busting the seams, and you've had to move to another host home, and that's gone well. But you're the principal of a big campus in town at Fannin. You teach school out here in Bushland. You got three girls who are almost as busy as possible. I guess if Maley would get a job, you could be a little bit busier. But you guys have crazy business, busy schedules that revolve around teenagers and kids how have you guys made it happen week in and week out for two years, by the way? I think um, someone mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, you leave church and you're really fired up and you go home and then you start facing your week and you want to regain that feeling you had on Sundays. And so um, we would talk a lot about um, how can we have church all the time? 
And there's things we can do at home, and we do together, and we read together. But um, when we committed to doing this group, it really has created that midweek kind of refresh. Um, and even before, Mondays and Tuesdays, as we're talking to people that are in our group, it's about the study. It's about church. It's about um, what do you learn and what do you read. And so, um, so for us, it, it kind of has become our priority that keeps us sane. Um, because it's having church all the time, because we're always thinking and learning and, and planning for that. That's awesome. I remember something, too, just now from when we started. So you guys were involved in the church. You were coming all the time. But I remember when we got close to launching the Life Group ministry, you came to me, Nathan, and you said, all right, I haven't really been doing anything, and, and I lead adults. I mean, obviously, you're, you're responsible for that whole campus and budget, but what I do is lead my teachers and my coaches and my staff and the campus staff, and it's time for me to lead adults. And I've noticed since you stepped into this life group role, you guys have gotten involved in the marriage ministry. You've become a deacon. It seems like the life group kind of was like a trampoline that launched you guys into the full life of the church, not just attendance. Would you agree with that? Totally. Um, I think, and, and I think everybody up here mentioned it, you, you have that tug on your heart, and you kind of fight it, shut the door, fight it, shut the door. We got we got volleyball, we've got this, we've got that. And um, so we kept making excuses. And um, once that first step of faith was, we'll lead, we'll lead a group, we'll find time, we'll make time, other things started falling into place. And, um, and just the support here, um, I've mentioned this before, but the, the men at our church, and, and I'm talking you, I'm talking everybody here, um, as far as mentors and the women that let you see how we should be acting and let you um, talk to them, Daryl Deloach, all those guys that, that you can just go to and say, how do you do this and what do you do? Um, it makes, it brings comfort and it brings confidence and this is what I'm supposed to do and that support system, not just in our group, but in our church, um, really has, has been what has allowed us to take those steps and know we may not be successful immediately, but we're going to have a support system to help us get it going because we know it's the right thing to do. Awesome. Great, great word. Hey, thanks, everybody. Give these guys a round of applause. They're going to stay up here until we pray just a second. There, we, could have, we could have had 50 people up here, but I hope you got a good taste of our life group ministry. Pastor, you're going to tie it all, put a bow on it for us, brother. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say um, thank you to you guys so much. But these folks out here, they're just like y'all. There's a bunch of you out there. I love this. I just want you to know, corporately, I absolutely love this. What Paxton and the worship team bring you to the table. I love preaching to corporate church. I love every bit of that. But I'm going to tell you, this dynamic of life groups, mm, I, I can't tell you enough what it will do for you and to you and in you. You have to have it. I'm just saying you got to have that. We can only do so much. The presence of the Lord is incredible in here. We'll bring it to the table. We'll put a knife and fork and spoon in your hand. You're going to eat ribeye, and we're going to do some stick-to-your-rib kind of food and worship in here. We can do that. But this right here, when you, when you have people, brothers and sisters, I mean doing life with you in the, in the junk, but on the mountain, clapping and crying, hugging, I mean, praying, you got to have that today. you got to have it. So if you're not in a life group, if you haven't found one, please, please let us help you. 
Give us some information in the foyer, okay? Tell us your age. Tell us what you're looking for. We'll help find you one. I promise you right now, I'll pump resources into popping 10 more life groups up this year if I got it. If I, we have to do it, we'll do it. Life groups sustain church. It does. It, we have to have it, folks. So if you're not there, listen to me. I love you. I love the corporate worship. Paxton loves the corporate worship. We love that. But we know, both of us, that what makes this all that it is is because life and real ministry is happening weekly. We, that's where you got, that's where it is. That's where the rubber meets the road, okay? If you've been coming for a long time, and I know you love the church and you're committed, but you haven't found your niche, you haven't found your group, please let us help you. See me, see Michael, see Tammy, see Stacy in the foyer. Give us your information. We will try our best. We will do everything in our power to get you connected to a group. There's a group for you. Life's just better together. It is. It is. And I want you to experience all that God has for you in the church, okay? I want you to give this group a round of applause while they exit the stage. I don't want them to have to stand here and look at me the rest of the night or the day. Michael, thank you for your leadership in that too. So, hey, let, let me get you to do this. Let's stand together. We're going to enter a time of um, just ministry. We do it every week. Uh, we close our service that way. Uh, as the worship team comes, if you're part of the altar ministry uh, team, if you come on up and take your spot. This is about life group. Why, Pastor, why do you give up a Sunday? I know you haven't preached in a couple of weeks and you're about to blow up. I am about to blow up, all right? But why do you give up a Sunday to do life groups? It's that important. It's just that important. You, you got to magnify it. And we've got a bunch of new couples that have come our way this fall, and we want you to get plugged in. We want you to get plugged in. So let us help you this week. Let us help you today get plugged in. This morning, you may be sitting here, and um, you've been coming for a while, and you're like, you know, this is our church. Let's just face it. This is where we need to be as a family. This is where we want to get plugged in. This morning, if that's you, you've been kind of just sitting here all fall and early winter, just kind of knowing it, and you want to officially step into membership here at the church at Bushland, I want to invite you to come. Any of these folks can help you, all right? If you're facing some stuff in your life, you want somebody to agree with you in prayer, you want somebody to, to cover you and your family, your marriage, you use a couple in prayer, come. We want to do that. Listen, we want to have church every time we meet, whether it's in this building or outside the building. So we love you. So this time right here is ministry. If you need to come this morning, you come as we worship. This time is for you. Let me pray for us. Father, you've spoken. We've gathered in your presence. We've worshiped you. We've heard your word. And we've heard testimony of your goodness. Testimony of the church. And God, I thank you that we have what we have here. And you're doing what you're doing here. And so as we move into this ministry time, God, if there's anybody that just needs a covering, need somebody to pray for them, need to come to the altar, need to join a church, God, I pray you move them this morning. Father, as we worship, may you draw us, may you speak to us, may we say yes to you. May, may the pounding of our heart, the tugging of our heart, may we say yes out of obedience to that. We may not know what we're saying yes to, but God, we know you're gonna bless us on the other side of obedience. So God, move now, be glorified now in Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. 
We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 